Good morning. My name is Jason Heron, and I am a junior at George Westcott College Prep. I'm also an intern here at Harold Washington Library the Media Center podcasting program. To tell you a little bit about myself, I'm 18, live in Chicago, and I'm the founder of My School Financial Life Skill Club. I also enjoy traveling and wrestling. My podcast themes itself from our careers and occupations that goes into details about the ups and downs of certain occupations, the steps to achieve and succeed that career, and finding truths that are usually hidden from the public. I chose this topic not only to enlighten myself, but also young teens to give them an idea of what occupations or careers they may be interested in and some truth to that career. This is a four-episode podcast. So thank you for joining me today, and let's get down to business. This is Patricia Heron. Today I will be interviewing a STEM teacher, specifically a computer science teacher here at George Washington College Prep. We will be going to details of his career path and what inspired him to choose this career path. Good morning, Mr. Dumbleton. Good morning. Um, thank you for doing this interview with me. Um, so can I get a bit about your background? What exactly drove you into this line of work, um, into STEM and specifically computer science? Well, uh, a very long series of events. Um, it wasn't something that I've always been interested in. My father would really have liked me to get into programming when I was younger, but it just it didn't draw me. I was into reading, um, writing, literature. So when I went to college, uh, I majored in French literature and English writing. And when I got out, I went back a little later to do more French literature because I had felt like I learned enough, and then I moved here to Chicago, and I was working as a cabinet maker for five years, and I decided I wanted to be more involved in community in the city. So I got a job as a teacher, but it was as a special education teacher, because uh, that was what I was interested in. Over the years, while I was teaching, my sister actually gave me a couple of gifts that were instrumental in uh, changing my path. Um, and one of those was a little soldering kit to put together a digital watch. And the other was a, um, an Arduino, which is a small microcontroller. With the digital watch soldering kit, it took me back to a bunch of projects I had done with my father when I was a kid. We did soldering kits that we bought at Radio Shack. And, um, and then with the Arduino, that built on the electronics side and added programming. And I hadn't done a lot of electronics or programming, and both of those were easy ways to sort of learn and, and gain entry to this new field, and I found it fascinating. Uh, at first, I was just interested in electronics. I was building little synthesizer-type devices to make annoying noises and sounds and things like that. But then with the Arduino, the programming side came into it, and I hadn't really done any programming before, and I found it fascinating, and, and it, it, um, it made sense to me. So I was doing those things here at school in the context of after-school programs, and sort of, you know, helping students learn how to use Arduinos, how to do a little soldering, things like that. And I had been trying to get a curriculum called Exploring Computer Science here 
but I couldn't teach it because it wasn't within my certification. Um, so we kept trying every year, and other teachers were sort of interested, but we couldn't fit it in. And then it became a graduation requirement at CPS for every student to have a credit of computer science before they graduated. And our principal at the time asked me, well, since you like this so much, why don't you become our, our, um, our computer science teacher? And I said no at first because I had been teaching special ed for 13 years and, you know, it's something I had developed a skill in and I was good at uh, and I enjoyed it. <clears throat> but then I thought about it for a couple of months and I came back and I said, I will because I realized it was an opportunity to turn something that I was really enjoying as a hobby and turn it into my job, which not a lot of people get a chance to turn their hobby into their job. Um, and it's also something that I just enjoy teaching. I like, I like technology, and I like helping students discover technology because I think it's such a, an amazing thing, and it's so intertwined in our lives that it's, it's a part of everything we do. And um, very often, we don't necessarily understand what's actually happening. And to understand it is to be able to take some control over it, and it turns us from being just users into being creators. And I love sharing that skill and watching students become creators as they discover the power of <laughs> everything they do. Um, now, you went to college for French and literature. Did you ever go back to college for STEM? I did. Um, to teach the class, the Exploring Computer Science class, I had to do a training, and that training would have been sufficient. I could teach it as long as I wanted. But CPS had, in conjunction with some different companies and universities, put together a series of classes and the financial support that would allow teachers like me who were changing into computer science to get the full endorsement. So I took a series of classes over two years um, in, the, in the evenings, weekends, and over the summers to get the full endorsement and then took the state test to become endorsed. So it was hard <laughs> because of the time involved in doing homework and you know having a family and everything. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot of time, but I really enjoyed the classes and I learned so much. It was really fun. And, the people that I took those classes with are fellow teachers in CPS, so it, it helped create. We were a cohort taking the classes together, and we see each other, we work with each other, we're all teaching, so it's been, it creates a community, which is really nice, too. Um, so you have a hobby of technology, um, computer science. Uh, now that you're a teacher and actually teaching it, do you still have that hobby outside of school? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, not as much. I do play with synthesizers still, although I actually bought a real one instead of one that I just made myself. Um, mine were sort of clunky. The real one is very nice. Um, but I do enjoy um, playing with my daughter. We've done things with Arduinos. We've done small kits and... Um, we have a Turing tumble, which is a sort of a sort of physical computer that you put together, and it's all it's like puzzles that you solve, and um, so things like that. So a lot of it, actually, yeah, at this point, would be more related to things I do with my daughter as projects and fun, fun little robots and things like that. That's interesting. That's nice that you get your daughter into you know STEM and computer science. Um, 
So you created a Google Classroom full of STEM opportunities that I myself am in. Um, why do you believe opening doors for young students in the STEM universe is important in this day and age? Um, so like I said earlier, I think it just it's such a pervasive part of our lives that to not know what's going on is to lose control of our interactions with the world. Um, and then that idea of creation, these are tools. They're tools for problem solving, for creation. Um, they're tools that I hope students are gonna be able to take out into the world no matter what career or path they pursue they're going to be able to think of technology as a tool for problem solving within that context. Um, and then the other aspect of it is that um, we see in the tech, you know, technology sector that people who work in that sector, it's, it's a very narrow spectrum of, of the wider diversity of American people, right? Mm -hmm. So when we see that it's mostly white and Asian males, that needs to change, and I think it is changing. A lot of these programs that encouraged me to become a computer science teacher were actually developed for the express purpose of helping share computer science with more students in more settings. When CTS made it a graduation requirement, they made sure that all of our students in the city are exposed to some degree to computer science, and I think for a lot of students, it's maybe not something they ever considered, just like I did. I did. In high school, I would never have considered going into computer science. It just wasn't something I thought about. But if I had had a class like this, maybe I would have been like, oh, this is actually sort of fun. Like, I can see myself here. And then especially um, for a student, you know, a, a young female black student may not have seen role models who would allow you to think, I could do this, right? And hopefully by having the class and by um, seeing that maybe this is something that appeals to you, um, more students become interested in it. So you kind of answered my next question with the women in PLC, why they should be interested in STEM. So you touched on that question. Um, but my final question is, where do you see yourself um, in five to 10 years? Oh, that's a tricky one, too. Uh, good question. I started on this path maybe I think about five years ago was when I first started getting qualified and teaching computer science. Last year, we added AP computer science to our um, classes available to students. What I would like, and I don't know how this is possible just because our school is actually physically full, but I would like to offer more options to students after they've, you know, they take ECS, they take AP computer science principles, well, what else is there? Right now, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so what I would like to see is more of that developing. I've also become more involved this year in um, AP computer science through the group of us who have been meeting weekly during office hours in order to, um, you know, share strategies and help each other understand this new curriculum that we had this year and things like that. Um, so continuing to participate in the community and developing that and, and you know, this is again only the second year I've taught AP, so I still have a lot to learn as far as teaching it well and helping my students do well um, and be successful at it. So 
just keep moving in that direction. Um, so that's my final question that concludes the interview. Thank you again for sitting down and having a talk with me today. You're welcome. I love what you do. <laughs> Now, in today's episode, we spoke with Mr. Dumson, and he gave us great takes on his support on women and people of color in the STEM field. He also shines light on how his passion for computer and coding was not his initial career path. We learned that your passions can lead to great things, but sometimes they aren't what you initially go with. On the next episode, we will speak with Mr. Moore a business owner, and his take on young people pursuing a business. Until next time on Getting Down to Business. We're Channel 5 in Chicago, and the NBC outlet. And the reason... Pat, I've asked you to come as guests because I think you're one of the very few aware of background, a certain aspect of American life that many of the people who work for radio television stations are unaware about. Who are you? Hearing that song, I suppose, evokes a certain thought, doesn't it? Of course. It makes me think back to my grandparents. Uh, Patty Boyle came over from Ireland in the early 1900s, and he did as, as others did. He first started working in a factory and then in... Uh, owned some taverns, and then in the Depression, the family became very poor again. That's why your book, uh, Hard Times, meant so much to my father. This is Stud Circle, discussion with Pat Thompson on her background and her TV reporting career. You can find this interview on the WFMT Studs Circle's radio archive. I'd like to thank Mr. Dumbleton for sitting down and having this interview with me. Thank you, and have a good day.